1: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports.
4: Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside. Hour two of the Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Doug today. As Doug was in the herd earlier today for Colin Coward. We got big time NFL stuff coming up in a little bit. Because we're on the cusp of the big week three in preseason football. And look, the thing is. When we, we say big week three preseason football, it's big for a few reasons. It's big, one, because there's football, and it's football we can watch on television. Uh, it's big because it's a whole weekend of games, and there are different storylines that everybody is interested in. Sure, whether betting it's for betting opportunities. F- yeah. You see, you always go to gambling and, 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 and card opportunities. Whatever card you can make or gambling, that you just default to that right away. Like I could say, what's, about, hey, what's the- wrong with being enterprising? You enjoy the game, but you
5: also want to figure out, hey, how do I get in on this beyond just enjoying it with a nice sip of a frosty beverage? How can I augment my
4: being, i.e. the size of my wallet? I could say hey it's a really nice day out saying you could say oh yeah the betting the betting markets on whether the sun was gonna come up was crazy today and I won again I, that's kind of where I think you would go with things like this
5: you say that like it's wrong
4: yeah because if the sun doesn't come up then you don't have to worry about paying off I mean I guess I guess that's it right well there's no sun. Well, okay
5: we, well we, we wouldn't know
4: I wouldn't have to pay off because uh, he gone <laughs> <laughs> But look, it is it is a big week because of that. There are going to be some quarterback derbies that are settled. There's going to be so many individual storylines that that you're a fan of. Want to see something with your team? Like, I want to see Zach Wilson, number one, stay healthy. Sure. I want to see the Jets stay healthy. I want to see him continue to play well. Uh, I want to see who winds up uh, winning a couple of jobs in the secondary. But everybody's got that for their team, right? You know, look, the Packers want to see, hey, what, what are things going to look like? Which of our wide receivers are going to start separating themselves at some point? Some stuff you see in a game, some stuff you don't but it's still a fun time and I feel like there's just so much of a oh you don't learn anything in preseason okay you learn some things do you learn many great things no because it all goes out the window for week one but it's like it's still fun it's still football it's still something that that, that, I mean really you you don't want to have preseason football you'd rather have no football to watch and no football to talk about because bottom line fans want to hear and talk about preseason football why I go back to my first point because it's football Right. We've
5: been waiting months, right? We counted down days and, and hoping that developments and, and everything in the outside world would calm just enough to lo- allow the business uh, as usual for, well, college football. We'll get to that in a minute because, you know, wild off season. Not, not necessarily just transfer protoc- uh, transfer portals and whatever, uh, but all this other stuff flowing. But for the NFL, it's, you know, since draft day, you've got your shiny new toys that you want want to see play, right? We've talked about it with all the young quarterbacks, but certainly your free agent acquisitions. There's still a lot of contract squabbles that are out there. Seattle's still got a couple of guys. they got to figure out what the hell they're doing. I mean, Russell Wilson ought to just start chipping off pieces of whatever companies he's got invested in just to say, all right, Dwayne Brown, this won't show up on the books, but I've signed all these over in your name. Either that or you're in my will. I don't know. Whatever the case may be, uh, we watch it anxiously. Joe Burrow is going to take some snaps. Dak Prescott, while he's not playing in the preseason, suddenly we find out he's cleared with no restrictions. Like, all of these get you excited and fired up, and with all the news that we're inundated with day-to-day uh, that, you know, we had Jay Glazer on last night, you know, talking about, you know, people that he works with, at, you know, MVP, uh, the merging vets and players, and, and their relationships and conversations and discussions about things going on in Afghanistan. You've got real-world stuff. Football allows us to pause, have some fun, shout at each other about fantasy rankings, betting, and quarterback derbies. And you know what? In the end, there's not a damn thing we can do about it, but just sit back and enjoy the ride. And that's the beautiful thing. And, and this is the final throws of the preseason, and, and we'll be kicking off for real here in short order. Those Cowboys, those Buccaneers, and in my eyes, they're always wearing the creamsicles.
4: You know, and I, I just want to say, speaking of being full of positivity and everything else, I, I want to say thank you. You and I are splitting a few fantasy teams this year. Yeah, and buddy. you were off work on Monday night in the very big league yeah. we do with Michael Fabiano, a bunch of people in Sports Illustrated. You know, I was doing the show. I, I, you know, I entrusted you as the general manager to bring yeah. home a big draft. And after the draft is over, I look and we got a C-. minus, Dude, yeah. that's the lowest grade in the league. Yeah, yeah How but, do you get a the, C-, minus, man? But the analysis How? was AI generated and it's faulty
5: c-minus i gotta look at C this includes a super flex so all of the stuff that they may have programmed their robot to churn out the drivel over how a draft is supposed to go
4: quote normally it's not a normal draft yeah but dude you get we got us we got a c-minus that means there's no place to go but up the next 2 weeks I got to just sit and look at the C lowest grade draft in the league. I got to look. Now the best thing is I can blame you, but that's sure. a, but I don't want to look at a C minus for the next 2 weeks until you the saw plenty starts. of them at in oh, time in Syracuse. And you know C- what? They minus. still
5: gave you a degree.
4: Oh no, 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 no. The lowest grade ever got at Syracuse is a C. Okay, let if you're going to say it, let's be right. C was my lowest
5: grade. All right, just so you know. Okay, that's probably All just right. because the there guy decided go. he wasn't going any lower. But yeah, that, well, that's fine. Be, Either yeah. way, they advance you to the next <laughs> stage of your, you know, e- e- in academic endeavors. That's okay. the, the term right. I was looking for. Like here. <laughs> look, and if like I always say, and and I don't know, Doug would probably shake his fist at me and tell me I'm an idiot, uh, as would many others on the network and maybe you at home are going to do the same. But I'll do I it right say now. if you're, you're going idiot. to fail, you're an you You fail spectacularly.
4: Oh, you're an idiot.
5: Thank you. Like that? Is that what you mean? Yeah, just like that. Okay.
4: All right. Good. All right. You're an idiot. Ah, oh, I like doing that. That's kind of fun. I've never done that before. I like take that. Take your swing, and okay. if you miss, if you
5: miss, okay. then, you know, hey, you, you, you swung, right? We take a couple All of right. guys that are, you know, ninjas, as I call them, guys lying in the weeds, waiting to, to pop up into a bigger role, and if they don't, well, I blame the coach, or their lack of performance. And if it's a guy in the top rounds and he falls apart,
4: well, what the hell am I supposed to do about that? You're an idiot. No, I, I think this works. You've I been think this saying works for that for eight years, but right now I don't know that you've ever felt better <laughs> about saying it. The Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Doug. Now, you mentioned college football. Look, and and here's the thing. With games coming up this weekend, you know, we're in zero week now in college football. And, you know, look, nobody is talking about the games. Nobody. No one's talking about the games. No one's talking about next week in Ohio State, Minnesota. Nobody. It's all about the craziness and the -the off-the-rails that college football and college sports have seen in the past few months. From the name image likeness uh, that has come up in recognition havoc across uh, the landscape because players are pulling out of their commitments because they want to be re-recruited with NIL happening. It's been insane. And the biggest thing that we've seen in the last five minutes, because every five minutes the college football landscape changes, is the alliance between the Pac-12, the Big Ten, and the ACC. This to combat the SEC grabbing Oklahoma and Texas to be part of the SEC in a couple of years whenever they can work out the buyout. Now, I've long said that there's no there's nothing that needs a true commissioner more than college football because the way college football is run it's run like professional sports were in the early 1900s where it was power brokers and individual interest groups that were able to influence games and everything else, right? And that's what we're seeing now in college football because there's no real leadership. Like I said, you have power brokers and you have the conference commissioners who look out for themselves. And as time has gone on, college football has gotten more divisive. Look, just like we have in our country. And now you are seeing the SEC grabbing a couple of teams from the Big 12, and now everybody else is scrambling because the ACC and the Pac-12 and the Big 10 want an alliance where they can compete with the SEC because everybody wants the same number of teams in the playoffs. Nobody wants to be shut out of that. And now you are seeing the, the line of demarcation drawn where there's one side that wants one thing and one side that wants the other. We are now moving towards, and I guarantee you this, in five years, this is what college football is going to look like, right? You know, John Calipari had the great thought a few years ago of, listen, we're going to have four 16 team conferences, eight subdivisions in each conference. The winners of those divisions play for the conference championship. That goes to the playoffs. That sounds great. That's a great idea. That's not happening. Because there's no rule, because there's no, hey, this is the person in charge of college football, this is the board that is running things, this is where we're moving towards. In five years, We're going to have a 20 to 25 team SEC. And they're going to have their own season and their own playoff with their own television contract. They're only going to split money between those schools, and it's going to be a big super conference. And they're going to push that we are the number one conference in college football. And you pay attention to us because every week we're getting big games. We're getting Alabama, LSU. You're getting. A, you're going to get everything you need. We're going to go grab Florida State when it's time. We're going to grab Miami. We're going to grab all of these schools because they're not going to want to stay, right? And you, this is what you're going to see. And then you're going to see a 25. 25- team, Pac-12, Big Ten ACC to try to combat what the SEC is doing. And then they're going to say, our playoff is big. We have more conferences that are involved. We're just as good. Our top teams are just as good as what the SEC has. And they're going to have their own playoffs. They're going to have their own television contract. And we're going to be back to where we were in the 80s and the 70s where, hey, Here's one person that wins the coaches uh, poll and one person that went one team that wins the AP poll. Uh, okay, well, in a mythical national championship, who would win if Alabama had to play Ohio State? That's where we're going because every conference is out for themselves. The SEC is powerful enough to do everything themselves and say, "Listen, you either come with us or you get left behind." The other conferences are powerful, but they're more powerful together. So that's why they band together. But that's the way it's going to be. We're going to have two 25 team super conferences. They're going their own schedule, their own place, their own everything, and then we're going to be left debating who would win in this game. And then by that time, computers will be able to play the game, so we won't even need real players anymore. So they'll be, hey, look at this. Hey, Alabama and USC, who would have won this great battle uh, between these two teams? That's where college football is going, because it's like the Wild West. There are no rules, and, and conferences are able to do whatever they want to do for the benefit of their own conference, and they have all found this power that there's no need to be working together anymore. College football at least always worked together, Mike. At least they always had, well, we all don't want the playoff. We all don't want this. We all don't want this. Okay, and that's fine. It worked, but now the SEC, is, well, screw that. We don't need to be that way. We're the, we've been the best conference for a long time. All we've heard is how great we are. Yeah, we we can we can push things and we can be above the the NCAA football marquee. We can be the SEC, you know, and featured here. NCAA football—that's where college <laughs> football is headed.
5: Yeah, well, I mean, it gets down to the the fact uh, there, there's a lot here. It goes back to the economics and business lessons uh, of last hour, talking best to brand and partnering up. You know, you're going to have interview processes of all right. I want to see your balance sheet. I want to see any long-term infrastructure projects that you've got planned. Does your stadium need refurbishment? You know, all of these things, because it's all for the betterment of the conference that you're coming into, whether you're on the SEC side or the Alliance. For the SEC, what will be curious, and Sankey said he's quote-unquote done, is he? Or will the bottom end of the SEC eventually get relegated and replaced by other teams that maybe fit the profile better? not geographically not regionally but from the dollars and cents as they say uh you know to tie it back to cam newton uh and the well scott zolak idiot story of the week uh if it don't make dollars it don't make sense uh so maybe there's replacement there's growth certainly but it's going to be all right we're evaluating you uh as to whether we include you like when uh company wants to go public. There's a lot of rules, regulations, reviews of the books and everything and practices before it's like, all right, you know what? We're going to allow you to get listed on the NASDAQ. Welcome aboard. And then here you go. That, that's the kind of process you're going to have to go to be in one of these. And the alliance with all the the uneasy, and, and that's what college football and college sports has always been, right? The uneasy piece of, all right, this is the way things have been done Everybody is getting fat. The schools get their bank from the bowl games and from the TV revenue. And then, wait a minute, the TV revenue, we added an extra zero? And now there's how many more ways to deploy our assets digitally and through different cable channels and everything else? We're missing out on a lot of revenue streams. And the Pac-12 signed a horrible deal and had real estate in San Francisco, which made no sense. Uh, So I I think if I'm going to deal with them, even though they've got a new commissioner, I'm asking them about what else haven't you picked up, you know, off the desk that that was left for you that might have been a bad deal because you're going to still need to clean that up. But in terms of bringing in the the new partnerships and new schools, yeah, it's going to keep growing and then it'll be a battle. And you know what's going to be funny? is it's going to go back to the old system of we've got two factions. Now you have a champion on your side. You have a champion on your side. And it gets us right back where we started before playoffs ever existed.
4: Uh, you know, and here's the other thing, right? And I'll, I'll take even more about this. So say that's where we're at, right? The 25-team SEC, the 25-team ACC, Big Ten, T- Pac-12. Well, there's a lot of teams that are going to get left out, right? They're going to want seats at the table, right? Hey, we want to be able to get in. We don't know if we're going to be able to get in there, whether it's Syracuse or Northwestern or Oklahoma State or any. They want to get in. They're all going to have their own subdivision and it's going to be a second division subdivision where they have their own conferences, their own playoffs, and they're going to have to be the schools that play. Hey, we're playing for a championship, but it's the second championship. It's the Champions League. You know, that's the English Premier League, which is what's up high, but now we got the Champions League, which is, which is the, the level under. That's what it's going to be for the rest of the D1 schools that we've seen in all these conferences for so long. They'll still be able to play, but it's going to be a, a marked and, and deliberate level lower. Hey, you're not quite at the levels of the Alabama. Alabama's and the Ohio State's not that top level. You're going to be at the next level, but you get to play for a championship.
5: It's all about figuring out from, a, from an economic perspective where you stand on the proverbial totem pole, right? Are you desirable? Is your campus there? Do you have the amenities? What's the recruiting look like? What's your local TV market look like? How does it feed back into the larger conference? Uh, And it's it's always been run like a business. Now it's just going to be on a whole other level in terms of deciding, yeah, look, we've already bastardized this thing enough, so all the conference affiliations that you used to know and love, just forget those. Just have the zapper thing from Men in Black. You don't need to know that anymore. That's all obsolete. This is, this is a new football, basketball, track and field, whatever. It's a new marketplace. And if you're not viable, then, yeah, you're, you're cast off and replaced with another team who is. And plenty of teams will be lining up to get their slideshows together. And here's my dossier. Please allow me to be accepted. Uh, Maybe there'll be, you know, some fraternity pranks. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot you can do with this. Uh, And a lot of reality shows that can fall out of it. That'll be far more entertaining than Hard Knocks.
4: But there you go. There's your future of college football. That's where it's going to be in five years because there's nothing to stop it. Twitter it. How about a fresca? Might get swollen dome. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. Time to go. You think of calling for a ride home? Ah, I can drive. What's the worst going to happen? I get pulled over. I lose my license. I total my car. I kill someone. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Well, coming up next, we're going to get back into the NFL as there are some teams Getting set for the season, where their years could be great, and they could be playoff teams and win divisions, or they could win four games and be awful and be competing with the Texans for the number one overall pick in the draft. Who are those teams? We'll tell you coming up next right here, Fox.
1: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the
0: iHeart Radio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
4: There's more to me than you'll ever know. And I got more hits than Sadahara. Oh, I can't concentrate the rap music. I can't throw the football. Jason Smith,
5: Mike Harmon, and the Doug Um, Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports uh, Radio.
4: I'm going to lose my job to Mac Jones. The rap music is too loud. I turn off the rap music. I just have to dance. I have to dance in between throws. I I can't do it. No, the other other
5: problem with it, right, is not only is it idiotic, there's a subtext Where we start getting race involved. Sure. Which, which becomes, yeah, well, listen, you know, when, which yeah. goes to a
4: whole other yeah. level. When you're an uh, over 50-year-old yeah, white guy and and, and the, the, the statement is, I'd turn off that rap music. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have a great uh, uh, optic with that. And look, what we're talking about right now, real fast, Jason Smith, Mike Harbin in for Doug Gottlieb today. Uh, Scott Zolak, former Patriots quarterback, who uh, has been a Patriots analyst for a long time now, radio, TV, everything. Uh, thanks to Cam Newton. Uh, Needs to have no rap music being played during practice because it's distracting to him. Uh, let's hear from uh, Scott Zolak what he said earlier today on 98.5 Sports Hub. I'd turn off the rap music, first of all, because I think
2: it's distracting for Cam here. Because in between every throw, he's dancing. He, he, yeah, he makes a throw and then the music's still cranking. I know
4: you can hear it faintly in the background here. The music's cranking, man. That rap music is too loud. I can't even hear myself think. Think I know about if Robert Kraft
5: <laughs> and Robert Kraft's <laughs> off football activities and who he associates with. <laughs> Scott Zolak had a good run. That's all mm. I can say.
4: I have to close my window because I can't hear anything over that rap music. Oh, it was so bad with rock and roll in the 70s. Oh, I can't get with all the rap music happening. When now. I played,
5: they played Foghat. And it got me into a good groove because Slow Ride really worked for me, let me tell you. I mean,
4: that's just just so insane to say that. It's the rap music that's bothering Cam Newton. Because really, let's be honest, let's be honest. Do you really think Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick, right, who practices things like having his long snapper hit the middle of the crossbar because he wants to practice being able to snap the football out of the end zone to take a purposeful safety. Do you really think Belichick is is, is caught unawares, and right now he's going – Oh, so maybe it's the rap music that's holding Cam Newton back. I didn't know that. Is the music too loud? Oh, we have to we have to take care of that. The, the most dodgyed
5: rule book in NFL history, <laughs> to where he ran formations that had to be outlawed because they quote unquote confused the opponents and the officials. And yes, he's he's just gonna yeah. You know what? That's great. You know, I can't. You, uh, you know, I, I have no idea. What? what oh, the music.
4: I can't find anything in the in the rule books about rap music. Can someone find me a rap music rule book, please? Can someone can someone find that? I need that because apparently someone's going to send you a link to a book on Amazon about the rules of rap. I think I think the majority of people are sitting here saying, wow, Belichick actually lets him play music at practice. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> he, I definitely think he's the anti-music guy. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, but it's, so, it's so ridiculous to say that. And, it, you know, for Scott Zolak to say, that's what's holding Cam back. No, not the fact that he's over 30. He's not nearly the quarterback he was. No, no, no. That's what's holding him back. And nobody else knows it. But it's the rap music because I saw a video of him completing a pass in practice and he's dancing a little bit and and uh, it's all catching bill belichick unawares who doesn't know anything about that the guy who was more prepared than any other coach in the history of the game going in i you know i completely just biffed that i didn't know cam was getting distracted by rap music let's get rid of the rap music that we gotta do it right now mm. good luck Man. with that i'll tell you just I'll uh you.
5: you know when you once you think you you've hit dumb for the day mm. uh just uh, refresh your twitter feed And it'll feed you something brand spanking.
1: (laughs) Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. Hey,
6: it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly
2: MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday. So do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. So, with week three
4: of the NFL coming up, you know, you kind of have an idea how your favorite team is going to do. I, I expect this number of wins. Sure. I expect this. I mean, you went and, through the and, schedule. Yeah. Yeah, first thing you did, we're going to win here, we're going to lose that. Ah, we got six wins, we got seven wins. You know, and, and look, there's a varying degree of to expect from a couple of wins here. Like, hey, we're going to be good like the Buffalo Bills. They could win anywhere from 10 to 13 games, right? That's how good they are, right? It's, it's going to be a level of excellence. A team like the Texans is going to win somewhere from zero to three games. But there's a few teams that can win their division or they could win four games. Or three games and be fighting with the Texans for the number one pick in the draft. Because right now, so many things can go that way. And the first team I'm going to give you that can do that are the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not good, right? This roster is not as good as it was. Their window is likely closed. They're relying on Dak coming back from a big injury, also a lat injury. He's not playing the entire preseason. He's going to go out there week one. You don't know what you're going to get from Ezekiel Elliott. Is he still the elite running back that he was a couple of years ago? They are not good. But their division is awful. Right? The Eagles are terrible. The Giants are awful. Washington's got a pretty good defense and they got a couple of playmakers, but you're gonna ride the whole season with Fitzpatrick and Taylor Heineke. This is still there for the Cowboys. Hey, I could see the Cowboys winning nine, going nine and eight, or ten and seven, and winning the division because the division is just so bad they beat up on everybody else. But I can also see this falling completely apart and and guys aren't as effective as they were and they can't move the football and they go four and thirteen. I mean, that, that's for the Dallas Cowboys. They can win the division. They can also win four games.
5: No, I'm with you. They're interesting, right? Their offensive line is solid, but the question is, you know, when they lost Travis Frederick and he had to retire, uh, have they been able to, to rebuild and restore – you know, that team lead that he was uh, a couple of component parts are certainly there. When you look at Martin and Lyle Collins coming back, you know, you're you have some expectations, good skill position players. Uh, Dan Quinn, Micah Parsons. Can they fix that defense that was putrid and forced Dak into, hey, we need to score 35 a game uh, to win? I stay in division. I look at the Giants. Again, looking at the skill position players and the giant question marks over the heads of Jones and Barkley as to will Barkley be that player he was a couple of years ago pre-injury? And what is Daniel Jones? Is this the last throws of his run in New York and it's Zach Wilson's team and league now? Uh, Or, you know, do the Giants have some semblance of balance Again, owing to the division, right, of what Washington could be offensively. As much as I love Antonio Gibson and and Terry McLaurin, you know, you got the neckbeard getting after it at quarterback. And we know that at some point he's going to become a pumpkin again. That's history. He didn't last year, uh, but can he do it two years in a row? The Eagles could be a team that's really fighting. With Houston down at the the cellar, uh, I'm still waiting for someone to sell me that they really love Jalen Hurts, other than the fact that he works hard. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm not buying. Uh, and to your Cowboys, is Dak finishing, or is it some combination of Rush, Gilbert, and Ben DiNucci to try to get you over? That's the thing that concerns me most. I don't know that Dak's getting through 17.
4: You got Ben Denucci in the show, well, man. I had That's dude, awesome. You got Ben Denucci, and I'm impressed, yeah. buddy. That's Thanks, pretty buddy. good. I like that.
5: Well, you know, you uh, got to celebrate all the guys that have uh, once, you know, held the clipboard and
4: oh. been the starter. Endowed. That's true. <laughs> uh, the next team I'm going to give you is I, I firmly believe they're going to be good because he's going to be good. Because I've been saying I told you so about Tua Tungvaluwa the entire offseason. Mm-hmm. Give him an offseason where he gets the reps, where he's healthy, where he learns to trust himself a little bit more, because that was his issue last year, was he didn't push the ball downfield. He had to kind of warm up into games before he really started getting it. Because how many times did you look and go, Tua's thrown for 64 yards at halftime? Seriously? 64 yards in the first half, but that's what he was. He's a different guy this preseason. He's moving better, he's healthier, his throws have more zip, he's more mobile. They're going to have a big season. But they could be a wild card team and I, probably not enough to get past the Bills, but they could be a wild card team, but boy, if Tua is all right or and and, and the league figures him out or he doesn't progress as much, they could finish behind the Jets. Because as, as much as I like Miami and, and what Brian Flores has going on right there, this is all about Tua. And, I, look, I, I think he's going to be really good. But if he's not, it's going to be abysmal. And they're going to have trouble winning games. And look, They could be the last place team in the AFC East. Well, it goes back to, you
5: know, New England. Last year, they were just sub-500 despite defections last of uh, lack of offensive firepower anywhere. And Cam got covid Right. And yet they were still creeping around 500. I'm not saying it was, you know, the greatest season and, and certainly Patriots fans that are expecting runs to Super Bowls every year. You know, like, uh, you know, they're going for their week or two in their timeshares. Uh, look, Miami with Tua last year got caught in no man's land. Right. In, in terms of we think we're in a build mode, but we keep winning games. And roster wise, they're ahead perhaps of where they anticipated. And if you, you know, talk to the the experts that do the let's rank all the units and, and add it all up, you know, they're a top five, you know, all roster kind of consideration. With Tua, he got he got screwed by the fact that Fitzpatrick never turned into a pumpkin and they kept winning games. So it's like, all right, he's coming back off the hip. He didn't get a full off season, didn't get the normal reps in a preseason. So let's go back to the guy who's playing well and, and make it work. So you know, I, I'm bullish on Tua as well. Uh, I look at the Steelers and I know you hate them. I'm I'm more bullish, but they are they do have a couple of major questions. Completely rebuilt offensive line. So that could go Great, could go horribly, but it'll be better than that crumbling front five they had last year. Ben Roethlisberger, a year removed from the elbow. How much of it was the bad offensive line and the need to yell hot route like he was in Wedding Crashers <laughs> and just trying, hey, we got to scheme up yak because I'm not getting any time to throw and I can't keep upright like I used to with three guys hanging on me. You know, like when you play, you know, the... Designated quarterback, you know, with the, the kids in the neighborhood. Maybe maybe you. I'm official noticed.
4: quarterback. I'm official and, quarterback. But, but
5: like they're grabbing onto your legs and you're just kind of shuffling. That's what Ben Roethlisberger's early career was. He can't do that anymore. And you bring in Najee Harris. So on paper, with all those wide receivers, and we know the defense is always going to be stout. Uh, it, it could look good, but that division is no joke. And we'll get a little look-see at Joe Burrow this weekend. Their offensive line is still trash, uh, But the rest of the roster has some talent. So if things break wrong, suddenly they're on the outside of the playoffs. Does Mike Tomlin finally have a sub-500 year? These questions and so many more will be answered over the next 18 and a half weeks. <laughs>
4: uh, the last team I'm going to give you is maybe the biggest Lady or the Tiger team out there. And that's the Cardinals. Right. They have Mm -hmm. gone all in on this season that that Kyler Murray is going to advance because he was really good last year. But then when teams started keeping him in the pocket, his effectiveness waned a bit. But they added a wide receiver. They added leadership in guys like J.J. Watt. They have gone all in on this season. They have the potential, again, to be a playoff team and win a bunch of games and beat a lot of good teams. But is the confidence in Cliff Kingsbury there? It's it's so fragile that if this is a team that starts out badly, it's just going to mushroom on them. And, and you're going to wind up seeing the, the, the Cardinals go, hey, are they going to fire their head coach before the season ends? And it, it could wind up going really bad for Arizona really quickly. Like, they have all the talent, but it's like it has to go right. Because if, if things don't go right and they can't be a front-running kind of team, I don't know that they can really get through the adversity, which is why they brought in the veterans. But are the, like, what does J.J. Watt have left? I mean, really, what, what, right. I mean, really what, what do you think? You're not bringing him in from seven years ago. Just because you show highlights of him from 2014 doesn't mean you're getting that guy. Oh, if this is a J.J. Watt that the Cardinals are getting, dude, you're just showing a highlight on Twitter from seven years ago. That's not who they're getting. It could be They could be really good, and Kyler Murray could raise them. They could also win four games.
5: Boy, the way you analyze, you could have one hell of a highlight reel. We, get, we do year by year. 2014, J.J. Watt. Remember what he yeah. was? 2015, <laughs> Cam Newton, MVP. Uh, we'll go through year by year, figure out who Mr. 2016 was, uh, maybe a little later on in the show. Uh, for my, my last squad, I go to your former quarterback and what Matt Rule has built Carolina Uh, Christian McCaffrey comes back you still have some talent at the skill positions defense all those guys you drafted a year ago remember every pick was a defensive player uh, that you expect uh, the the former Nittany Lion uh, to find his way in the division Uh, Atlanta still has their issues New Orleans there's more enthusiasm now that you see Jameis winging it and Callaway running under it. Uh, as I remember, you have him in three leagues. Uh, do you, Mr. Callaway? Yes, I do. Uh, and then I'm Tampa, very Bay, Tampa Bay, you know, the de facto, hey, they're just going to run right back, and maybe they do. And maybe when we make our official picks, I just say Tom Brady uh, is my guy until the end of time, which is when he'll actually retire. Uh, but uh, they all return. But you're also banking on health. Like last year, they didn't really suffer. A whole lot of issues some on the defensive line but otherwise unscathed for carolina the big question for me and and you sense a sense a theme here is the offensive line or is sam Darnold going to be seeing ghosts like he did as a member of the jets
0: ooh, ooh.
4: sam donald's <laughs> just a guy i'm not worried, I'm not worried i brought about,
5: it back just for he's you he's not so a guy we
4: could talk about ghosts He's just a guy. He's not somebody I'm worried about saying, boy, here's a former player that turns out to be really good. No, 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 no. Not going to. Not going to worry about that. I still have a a Scherzi on order now. No, just just to to taunt you. Twitter at how about a fresca? Mike at Swollen Dome. Uh, The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon is our show at night. We're in here for Doug Gottlieb today. Uh, Do you think it's okay to drive, Stone? The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Stop kidding yourself. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. Coming up next, does Aaron Rodgers have something to learn from Kevin Durant? We'll find out. What does the Fox say?
1: Fox. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables.
4: Fox Sports Radio, the Doug Gottlieb Show. Jason Smith, Mike Harmon in for Doug today. Got to listen to the whole show. Slow ride. Slow ride's here. <laughs> Every day at this time, it's game time. Let's and find not. out what the Fox say. What does the Fox say? Earlier today, Doug Gottlieb uh, filled in. This is why we're here today. Doug was in for Colin Coward, and he talked about Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers leaves the Packers after this season, well, then he's pulling a Kevin Durant. Take a
2: listen. Like if you leave, aren't you doing a Kevin Durant a little bit? If you can't win a championship, right? They've been to two straight NFC championships. They get to the NFC championship game again, or they get in the playoffs again, they lose. Are you pulling a Kevin Durant? The point is that Kevin Durant was the better player on the better team and the better man, and probably for his career made the better decision. But all anybody says today is, well, look how weak that was. He lost in the conference finals, and then he went and joined that team. Now, again, we're not going to, Aaron Rodgers is not going to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they lose to him. I don't think he joins the Niners if they lose to the Niners. If they lost to the Cowboys, he's not going to be the Cowboys' next quarterback. He loses to Washington, he's not going to be the Washington's next quarterback. But, The idea of leaving when you're this close and it's the only place you've ever played, that's a little bit of the Durant thing. So if they don't win it this year, will he leave? He might. But there's a little of buyer beware and look at how it affected Kevin Durant's life. He has had an incredible amount of respect. He has, he's widely considered the best player in the sport now. But his time in... Go and Golden State, no matter how successful, he's forever known as a guy who joined a team that beat him, and people will say that's the easy way out, and I don't think Aaron Rodgers wants that.
4: I'm going to say Mike Harmon, uh, what you say to me sometimes at night. I like your point in theory, All right now, yep. because I don't is Aaron Rodgers pulling a Kevin Durant? No, Kevin Durant was at a different part in his career. He had not won a championship. He had to go validate his career by winning a championship. He had to go do what LeBron did because because KD pulled a LeBron. LeBron said, okay, I got to go win. I'm sick and tired of people saying this. I'm going to Miami. I win a championship. There. That's what Kevin Durant did. Okay, I got to go win a championship. I go to Golden State. Now I've done it. I can do whatever I want the rest of my career. If Aaron Rodgers leaves after this year, he's pulling up Tom Brady. right? He watched Tom Brady for Almost 20 years lose his voice slowly in the organization until he's like, you know what? You don't want me. I'll go someplace else where I'm really treated well and I can go win. And what did Brady do? He goes and he wins the Super Bowl in his first year with Tampa Bay. That's what Aaron Rodgers is doing. He's pulling a Brady going, you know what? I got more years left than Brady does. I have better chance to win a a title because I'm 37, 38. I'm going to play till I'm 42, 43. So that's what I want. I want to go somewhere where they're going to listen to me and they're going to build a team around me and I'm going to be and have a better existence day to day than a team that really doesn't want me around. So we'd really be pulling a Brady not pulling a Kevin Durant.
5: Yeah, I mean the the other the part that comes into it is, you know, you look at where we're at with Rodgers and and I, you know, I, I can't say I defended everything that the team has done, but in the end they hold the cards, right? Even in the, uh, I'm not happy here, I still want to be traded after this year. I don't know that that's in ink uh, anywhere. Uh, but everybody hates the packers, right? There's been so much written about how poorly they've handled everything. And and for whatever reason Rodgers has gotten a pass on that. And you see what happened in the postscript for Golden State, right? Last week, it's all everybody talked about was Draymond and KD going after, you know, the the front office and coaching staff of the Warriors. Right? So, you know, Grass is always greener, uh, as it were, but I I think for Aaron Rodgers, I think your point is more apt. He's won, and now it's just figuring out what Chapter 2 is.
4: And that's What the Fox Ah! What does the Fox say? Jason Smith, Mike Harmon, in for Doug Gottlieb. Coming up next, a big-time quarterback decision in the NFL.
1: Fox.